We've talked about one of the broad categories of beer before, lagers. Well, today we're talking about the other big category, ales. What is an ale? How is it not a lager? How long have we been drinking them? How long will this episode be? You can find out the answers to all these questions and more if you come in and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. All right. Uh, we're a little bit late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a, uh, a few uh, days late. <laughs> Look, yeah. some of us were near death. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, me and Brittany may have gotten a little bit of the, uh, of the food poisoning. So, and a, a death in the family, and some road rash on on one of us, and road rash on your knees and food poisoning do not go together. Let me just say, oh. when you're diving in front of the toilet, yeah, no. It was a. I, I, it was probably one of the worst weekends we've had in quite some time. I was healthy as a horse and ready to record, but. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I got a message time. like, uh, "No show," and I was like, "Oh." Okay, no. Hey, he got the go message at, like, at five o'clock. Usually, when we start to record, we're, we were crawling into bed for thirteen hours, and we're like, "No, so you got to tell Bob." <laughs> Just bad times, bad times. Yeah, yeah. so but everyone, everyone's better that. now. Um, yes, you know, we're determined we're to have a show this again. Week. <laughs> uh, and we're hopefully we'll get this up pretty quickly, and we'll just pretend that we were never late. Right, right. That's the goal. Right. Yeah, it is nice to be back to a uh, regular format. It feels like it has been a while. <laughs> what with uh, uh, with the random tastings, tastings and then the festivals, festivals. and yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah. So we have this regular episode, and then we hope to have the home brewing episode, and then um, we've got we've got the next bit of topics lined up. So hopefully, we're going to be back to normal for a little bit. Uh, I don't know when the next tasting is going to be planned, but we will get into that later. All right. Uh, All right. So, well, let's kick this off with some news. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's start with the first story. Hop in the Spa. America's first beer spa opens in Sisters, Oregon. I had never heard of Sisters, Oregon, so I had to actually look it up. For those of you wondering, oh, is it like like right outside of Portland? They're going to claim it, but they're not really. <laughs> because we're taking a road trip, and I was like, ooh, maybe we could stop by. And I was like, nope, that is way too far off the beaten trail. 
feel like all of Oregon claims to be just outside of Portland. Uh, <laughs> Which, it, I mean, it kind of feasibly... Because there's like Portland and Eugene, or well, and that's it. Like, that's Oregon. I equate <laughs> Oregon as being like Ireland. Like, everything is within a day's drive. <laughs> Which is not real. I mean... It kind of is, but you just couldn't do anything when you got there. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I feel like it's a larger state than that, but... Uh... <laughs> but all right, uh, Sisters is a tourist town, but they have created... Uh, they do have some craft breweries there. But they've created a spa where, as they're advertising, uh, a naturally intoxicating spa experience. You can take a spa day in beer baths, and they're going to have, I'm assuming, spa treatment, other spa treatments that they don't really say yet. Uh, the idea seems to just be growing. Uh, doesn't the the full thing doesn't seem to be operating yet? Well. Beer spas are a thing. Like there are, there's, there's somewhere it's in Bavaria or oh yes, Czech there's a famous Czech Republic. One. There's a famous one in Bavaria that's up in the mountains, and it's just it's gorgeous where you sit in like this old lagering cellar down in the baths. But it's not. Yeah. It'll be kind of the same deal because when I first saw that, I was like, that's that's the that's what we all want. It's heaven. You can just <laughs> dip your mug in when you're when it's empty and refill it and take another drink. That's, no, that's some people's definition of heaven. I am not totally cool with, with drinking beer that's been filtered past my butthole. Um, <laughs> some people pay I extra mean, for that. I, I'm okay with maybe soaking in beer, but I'd also like to soak in a bathtub after I'm done to clean off. Right. Well, it's... Uh, like, are there to... skin benefits that they're, ta- like, oh, where, yeah. what's the thing here? Well, no, there's all kinds, like, the minerals and everything. It is very good for your skin, but it's not going to be an exact beer. You really wouldn't, it probably wouldn't taste all that good, not to mention it's going to have all your dead skin and stuff in it. Kind of gross. And stuff is what I'm really worried about. <laughs> the and stuff. The miscellaneous is items. just an uneasy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even drink after people, like, let alone drink after, nope, nope, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it'll, you'll get to soak in a beer-like bath, but they're going to be bringing you beers all the time. Uh, it says, customers start with a pint in the lounge area to unwind and get relaxation started before they soak their body in a brew of hops, which are great for dry skin. Hmm, complexions. Uh, the malt... Which is a great exfoliator, has vitamin C. Do right. they say what kind of beer it is? Does that ma- is it like a is that per? No, skin it's just condition? like a it's just like a hop. It's like a hop water. Okay. <laughs> like there's hops and malts mixed with the water. It'll look and smell like a beer, uh, but if so, you were to taste it, you would just be like, oh. <laughs> I, when when I first thought this, I assumed they probably put some like jets into the bubble into the tub to. No, maybe, it's just a know, big wooden tub. Bubbles. But they have pictures on them, like these, and they're nice looking tubs. Like they're oh, nice, yeah. like you know, smooth. I would, I would not be soak in that regardless. Yeah, I would not be comfortable in that. I have really? to say, there's no looking at the tub. There's no like back support or anything. It's just like a flat back basin. Well, you know, really. you're like ninety feet, feet tall. You can't fit in those. No, I couldn't. This is true. My knees would be <laughs> sticking way out of it. <laughs> I want to know Meanwhile, why there isn't like a beer spot. Like there has to be some kind of thing like this in Finland already. What's happening? Like that's <laughs> I mean, there should be like sauna, beer spa. 
you know, not every good thing happens in Finland, Brittany. Um, <laughs> I, I refuse to believe that in the land where it's like they wrote it in as a right to have high-speed internet. <laughs> as a, it's your right in the, as, a, as a, a citizen in that country. Well, I think it's no. interesting to see uh, who Hoppen Spa is working with. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't uh, it's Deschutes? Yes, exclusively uh, be working with Deschutes. Not only as the beer provider, but also as their collaborator. I'm never going to not start thinking that Deschutes needs to be followed with Delatters, but sorry. <laughs> Wait, isn't um, Deschutes in Colorado? Um, they're, I'm, I'm not sure. They're, they're somewhere west of us, I'm pretty <laughs> no, sure. But... No, Deschutes is in, uh, yeah, they're in Colorado. Yeah, they're in Denver. That's what I was like. So the place is in Oregon, but Deschutes, I mean, they're partnering with a Colorado brewery. I just think that's interesting. They, they probably have. They're probably opening up a a thing near near them. Yeah. Okay. In the state. But yeah, uh, they're going to be selling a line of bath herbs called Bath Brews, sold individually in Deschutes four ounce taster glasses, or four together as a flight. Ha ha ha. But you yeah. can buy those at uh, the pub and tasting rooms from Deschutes, so you can actually get your own home kits to do a hop in the spa style. Bath for yourself. So it says they have a list here of some of the things, uh, like stuff they're working towards in the future, I guess, like a hop in the cup, a hop infused coffee. Now that, I am fine with that. A hop in the bath, a line of beer inspired bath products, hop and malt in the shampoo is an example they give. And then hop in the garden, a traditional beer garden without the German stereotype in the spa's backyard. What, why would that be any fun? <laughs> I want the German stereotype. I mean, what, what, what's wrong with the... Uh, okay, what's wrong with certain German stereotypes? <laughs> I, want, I want a portly man with a nice mustache bringing me sausages and schnitzel. I mean, nothing relaxes me more than, than sausages and schnitzel. Or schnossages and schitzels. <laughs> Depending on how drunk saying. you are. Again, the most horrible words when you're actually drinking. <laughs> yeah, you can't order anything else. It's just impossible. <laughs> you point and grunt at that point. I mean... So it's... Yeah. You know, it, it seems like a cool thing to try out sometime in the future. But, you know, if you're if you're into taking baths... If you're into that kind of thing... <laughs> Just, like into taking baths, stewing in your own juices. <laughs> I mean, I could go for some of the shampoos. Maybe try a hop shampoo for my beard. See if that does anything mm. for it. See, they had beer soap at Beer Fest, but at that point, I, we were too far gone to go over there. You know, as you all heard. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. Like, like hurting cats. <laughs> um. It was. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All so, right. Let's I guess on the next story. We'll scoot on to the next story here. Uh, <laughs> this one, uh, just brew it. Brewdog releases every single one of its beer recipes to turbocharge home brewing movement. I love this idea. Yes, uh, Brewdog has long been a champion of all things craft, but today the irreverent Scottish brewery ups the ante by releasing DIY Dog. A collection of every single one of its recipes in celebration of its home brewing roots. Also a good name. DIY dog. <laughs> DIY dog. Spelled D-O-G, though. Yeah, spelled D-O-G. 
Well, they're brew dog, do you know? Do you know instead of brew dog, you know DIY dog. <laughs> do it yourself. Do your own version of brew dog. Yeah, uh, to kind of add some of the details, uh, detailed recipes of over two hundred beers from the original Punk IPA, now one of the best-selling craft beers in the UK, through to BrewDog's newest headliner, Jet Black Heart, have been released to beer fans today. The recipes have all been scaled down to homebrew volumes, five gallons or twenty liters, to inspire and support the next wave of craft brewers. And I think See. this is amazing because, like, if you if you want to get started and you really just don't know where, they're basically giving you a how-to to start on these styles. Yeah, and if maybe the the first thing I was kind of thinking of is like, oh, man, I wish I could get some of their stuff. Oh, how about I just make my own? Yes. Uh, you know, in case they, they there's some reason, you know, this company can't distribute to you. They now have a way for you to get their product. I, I really like that idea. Uh, they uh, let's see, they've got their back catalog as well, uh, including stuff. I just wanted to read through some of these names because, like, you know, hello, my name is Vladimir. I assume, <laughs> I assume a Russian imperial stout. Uh, it better be. Uh, hops kills hops kill Nazis. Uh, Goodness. And Black Tokyo Horizon. Jackhammer. Uh, Jackhammer and Anarchist Alchemist. Yeah. Wow. That's great. My hat's off, my hat's off to these guys. Like, I, I love this idea. I love everything about this. Uh, I wish I had the means to, to brew my own stuff, but uh, if I ever get a chance to, I'm going to... I'm going to pull up this... I'm probably going to download this catalog while we're doing the show. Well, this is great. Uh, I bet it, this would be great if um, to go with the uh, the Pico Brewer. I was just thinking about that, and I'm like, I'm trying to find if they have stuff involved with them or not, but I don't see it yet. And I don't know if you all are like us, and suddenly, like, after we saw the Pico story, it has blown up on everything, at least all they my were CES, ads. They yes, yeah. All like everywhere. I know Facebook can't stop telling me about Pico, and I'm actually getting emails from other services. They're like, "Oh, have you seen this great new product?" I'm like, "Yes, I have. I just do not have the money to invest in such a thing." Like, yeah, stop rubbing it in, jerk. I would like one or three. But yeah, it seems like they're obviously not wanting their beer to be like their recipes to be stolen and brewed large scale by an established brewer. But, I mean, they are laying all their recipes out there, and they are laying that risk out there. So I'm guessing this is kind of a makerspace kind of thing. If you're a home brewer, yeah, you can try these out and get yourself started. But if you start trying to sell their exact recipes... Expect lawsuits to abound. Yeah, I would assume so. But if you are interested, the link is in the show notes to this article, and there you can find the link for the back catalog that Bob was actually just talking about. Um... And yeah. I'm just saying, guys. Let's let's all let's all be nice. Let's be cool. Let's not let's not you know bite these guys' hands after they give us. Oh no! Let, but let's definitely get in there and homebrewers get at it. Start start trying some of this stuff. I mean, a lot. It's just just it, don't sell it. <laughs> craft from the UK. I mean, it's really hard to get a hold of that kind of stuff over here. So why not? <laughs> I guess that. I mean, this is 
for us, it's kind of like, oh, they do not offer in this market. I'm sure there's a few stores that will sell their stuff here. But yeah. otherwise, it's going to be tough to find. So this is really our best way to ever try it. Yeah. That's, uh, 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 sorry. I'm just, I'm just like overcome with, with how, how cool it is that they're, you know, that they're like this for like, here guys, just take it. <laughs> We're still, you know, it, I assume that's probably at least a mildly calculated move. At least, you know, it, it'll engender people to, to drink the real thing. You know, you have to buy it to make sure your, your try, you know, your thing came out tasting exactly like the original, right? Yeah, that's true. So we'll but stir still. some sales. Yeah. It may help sales a little bit, or at least engender good feelings so you'll be willing to try out new stuff they come out with. Yeah, so. if you ever find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it, you know, in England, I'm sure. Or oh, yeah. England and Scotland and right. the UK. Uh, let's move on to the next one here. So I'm going to say the I'm going to say the title to this one. And I want okay. you to try and guess what's going on. Beer mm. distributor to pay 2.6 million dollar fine and pay to play case. What has Anheuser-Busch done this time? <laughs> Nothing. <gasps> I know, it is a shocker. <laughs> The largest distributor of craft beers in Massachusetts will pay a fine of millions of dollars to avoid a 90-day suspension of its liquor license, a record-setting penalty imposed after the company was caught paying Boston bars to stock its brews, state regulars, regulators said Tuesday. This et tu, is et tu, craft brewing. Yeah, yeah this is uh, <laughs> the exact opposite of stories we'd heard so much about, where... AB InBev was getting distributors to not serve or sell craft beers and to push their stuff instead. And then you see an exact opposite one and massive penalties coming down for it. Yeah, that's oh, that's rough. Yeah, apparently it's the the, the person in tr- the group in trouble here are the is the Craft Brewers Guild of Everett. Apparently they've been doing this for years. Yeah, uh, an investigation by the Massachusetts Alcohol Beverage Control Commission, say that three times fast, or ABCC, found that the distributor, Craft Brewers Guild of Everett, for years ran a so-called pay-to-play scheme in violation of state alcohol rules. Its sales representatives and managers routinely gave bars and restaurant companies in Boston thousands of dollars in exchange for stocking beers from Craft Brewers Guild and freezing out products from competing wholesalers. So, hmm. Yeah, like, were, were they were they just edging out? I assume they were only being able to edge out, like, other craft brewers, though, because I can't imagine they were going in there and being able to throw down enough money to make them not run Budweiser and Bud Light. That's his entire wholesalers were getting nudged out here to no, push maybe. the craft beers. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was trying to see if they had in here. Oh yeah. No. T- yeah. $2.6 million. That is a, that's a hefty fine. Yeah. They're paying that instead of the 90 day suspension. I assume, you know, how much money would they lose not being able to do business? Uh, for ninety okay. days, I don't. I don't want to think about that. That's yeah. It's going to be a heck of a lot more than two point six million. <laughs> Although, like they've been paying people over time to to already, 
I say they'd already factored in some amount of loss into their budget. So. Yeah, paying thousands to the bars <laughs> to stock those beers. But yeah, it's just a complete flip of what we usually hear. I don't know if it's if it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not good. No. But to have... I don't know. I'm just so torn on this. <laughs> yeah, it was getting people a lot of beer they probably otherwise wouldn't have, but it was still unfair business. Uh, yeah, I was looking down on the article, and it says, uh, using the subpoenas, uh, they obtained financial records showing the distributors had paid at least uh, uh, $120,000 to Boston bars and shell marketing companies set up by Boston restaurant groups for the purposes of, of accepting money. Oh, it's, wow. So that was yeah. deep, and everyone was in <laughs> on it. Like, Goodness. To yeah. that, okay, to that point, it honestly shouldn't be just. It shouldn't be just the distributor, go like having oh, yeah. to pay up for this. Like all those bars and everybody, they should all be in trouble too, because they knew what was going on. They knew it wasn't right. Yeah, uh, when a show, whenever a show company pops up, there's usually not, not not too many good things are coming out of that. Yeah, nothing nothing very good is going to come in the end. Uh, oh, actually, it says they've also charged five bars with uh, violating the regulations. So, well, okay then. <laughs> some people are getting getting punished, I guess, as well. Uh, yeah, they they mentioned here though that they they didn't protest the uh, protested or try to get an appeal. They <laughs> they got their hand caught in the cookie jar and just went, "All right." We're, they just immediately said, sorry. "Fine, we're sorry." Here's some money. <laughs> uh, Make this go away. Yeah. Now, yeah. No. I mean, this this has got to hurt that that distributor. And oh, know, I'm sure it will. They'll... And they're they'll change their business practice. And now, at the bars and places they distribute to, they're probably going to see a sharp decline in what's available. Yeah. Uh, that. that... There's going to be a lot of changes, I guess, uh, for, for for that particular distributor going forward. Uh, somebody's getting fired. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can go ahead. Uh, there will probably be a bunch of people getting fired or at least moved around. There will probably be a nice little shuffle. Someone's going to get fired and a lot of people are getting shuffled around. That's what I feel like is going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's pretty – That's. Everything to that story, and I think we've got one other little thing here, a new app that has been brought to our attention. Oh. Yeah, I heard about this app on a podcast that I listen to slash watch, I guess, whenever I get the chance to watch it, actually, uh, all about Android. Uh, They had in their Android app arena that, which actually is a separate show, Um, but they had it in their arena on that episode. It's called Craft Check. And oh. it is basically they're saying real craft beer is hard to find. So the disclaimer here is that it's a little bit of a snobby app. <laughs> yeah. No. When I read about this, I immediately went, okay, look, I get it, guys. You want to make sure you're getting it to the right, getting you giving your money to the right hands. But it's a little come much. on. It's but a lot bit of a snobby app. It is. But at the same time, I know that I've actually thought about that while I'm in the store because as much as you don't want to be that guy with the, you know, being the beer snob, you also don't want to feel 
like you've been deceived yeah, by that's... like the big companies who made these like fake but you know real looking kind of or have art bought. or something or or yeah who are, or just bought out but aren't really doing justice to something let's be, let's be honest we're we're all that guy to some extent or that girl I yeah. mean, it can just also be when if you're at the store and you don't know exactly what you're looking at, and you you know you're on a budget, you have a beer budget, and it's tight, so you can only get a few beers, and you want to make sure you're not getting you know you want you're like I want to get some good craft beer for my little bit of money. It I I see it as a good way to actually make sure your money's going the way you want it to go. Or an, and it's also kind of probably one more way because you can. You can check things like that on Untapped or, or Rate Beer, but it's also one more way and probably a quicker way maybe to check um, more about like well I, I think I've heard of this brewery but where what I don't really remember that much about them. It'll at least say like this is the brewery, this is where they're from, that kind of thing. So um, and it does say they they follow the Brewers Association definition for what makes a craft brewery, which we actually talked about in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. Um, it, it it is a kind of a strict definition in reality, and um, you can either search or scan the pa- the the UPC code on the the bottle itself, or I guess the box probably, and it'll say, "Yep, it's a craft beer, and here's the brewery, and this is where they're from." Or it'll say, nope, this is actually owned by Miller Coors or Anheuser-Busch. So, um, something like that. Um, And keep in mind, uh, they'll have to update this because a lot of breweries that have been craft for many years, this year for, well, not just bought, are growing out of being able to call themselves craft. Because if you look at that definition, there is a barrelage. That if you are overproducing that barrelage, you can no longer be considered craft, which... It is expected this year Founders is going to hit that mm-hmm. mark, yeah. and they will no longer be considered a craft brewery. So, on the one hand, I want to look at this app and go like, man, look, just as long as you enjoy the beer you're buying, you know, who cares what label you want to put on of it, whether it's craft or not. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, I know I stopped drinking Killian's when I found it was owned by Anheuser-Busch. So. Yeah, see, there's that small piece that you're like, ah, but I could use this. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to say I'm that, but, but I'm that guy to an extent. I, I I can accept that, but you know, the other thing though is if you're maybe if you can't remember the name of some beer, and maybe you wanted to use this as a because it does seem like it would be just like a quick pull out, scan something, put it back. It's not a big deal. Um, as opposed to like doing some search in some other in in another app, um, it it might be quick if you can't you think you remember the name and you're like oh well, maybe this was it and you maybe look up the label and you're like that is not it that was not because if somebody told you about a specific craft beer and you find out that isn't it so then you need to know that you're looking for something else entirely because some things I mean you can only get so creative with the names you know <laughs> I mean some things have very similar names. And it is. It's just trying to think of hard. a non-snobby way to use it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe it has some more functionality than just telling you whether it's craft or not. And just uh, when I when I think about it as that being its its main function, I'm just like, no, it actually is. Yeah, I know. And there <laughs> are like, people like, will be surprised. I, I just keep thinking like it's 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 literally just you know does it fit this criteria? You know what criteria it needs to fit for me? Does this taste good to you? 
Yeah. Yeah. But there's also, I mean, it, I hear this and I go, yeah, I could use it for the snobby reasons. But there are also people who would be very surprised and may change their drinking habits when they find out that Shock Top is owned by Anheuser-Busch. And it has been for years. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. been a craft product. And the not-your-father's line of stuff, it's all Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. anything craft. It's all coming straight from Budweiser. I mean, if you're... Okay, what it's really handy for is when you've decided to boycott Anheuser-Busch and you just want to make sure you don't give them any money at all. Which maybe I am. Maybe you are. Hmm. Maybe Casey's boycotting Bells. <laughs> maybe he is. Maybe we're all doing these things for our own reasons. <laughs> maybe we are. Just saying it's out there. If you want to try it out, uh, see how it works. If it if it's beneficial to you. Or if you're looking, if you want to, if you want to get into the craft beer scene... And you want to specifically, not for snobby reasons, but you're just like, I've heard a lot about this stuff and I want to specifically gear toward this and try some of this craft stuff. It could be helpful for that too. Because some, again, some of it you wouldn't know unless you had to go and do the research that this in fact is not, does not meet what craft beer is. Good job putting a good spin on that, Brittany. Their After marketing we... department will be calling you shortly. <laughs> After yeah. we just dogged I'm it. just trying to help. Because <laughs> it seemed kind of neat. Yeah, it's snobby, oh, yeah. but there's got to be other other yeah. times when you're like, okay, well, what's a practical use for this? Because people listening to the show, maybe they're drinking, you know, Miller 64 their whole lives and they want to try some craft beer, but everything kind of looks the same on the shelves after a while. Yeah, so, I, I, I don't want to dog it. I'll, I, I'm just saying like it, it there's a there's a, a, a philosophical difference I'm having with this. Oh yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's good and bad to it. It's, it's not yeah. perfect, but it, it's not that none of us could see our, couldn't see ourselves using it. Right. So, meh. Okay. <laughs> it's there. I think that's, it's about got, got us for news. I think news is wrapped up on that one. And it's about time to move into the topic. All right. Well, as we said at the top of the episode, today it's all about ales. So let's give you a little bit of history about ales. Uh, unlike loggers, they date back a stupidly far way back. <laughs> um, there's no telling what beer was like before we started bittering it with uh, with hops. Uh, most likely, quick fermenting brews were pretty common, uh, mostly to keep probably bacteria and whatnot out. Even if they didn't know what bacteria or whatnot was, they they at least knew it improved the flavor of the beer. They knew it was bad. <laughs> yeah. When it tastes bad, you know, well, let's not do it that way anymore. Yeah. Uh, the marriage of hops and beer in continental Europe started about uh, a thousand years ago and in england by about the 16th century they started uh they started hopping their ales to protect against this sort of infection uh, and it could help them keep them longer without being you know without going bad on them in a few decades uh english brewers were making ales of several strengths able to withstand prolonged storage uh and strong ale developed complex characteristics uh, from the aging process. Uh, it would lend some some oxidative and venous qualities, sort of like you know, aging wine. Uh, 
and uh, the residual brewing yeast added another dimension uh, to uh, by metab- met- metabolizing any leftover sugars. Sorry, it was a hard word to get through, guys. <laughs> but but we pu- we pulled through. Uh, and most importantly, cask res- uh, resident betamycin uh, yeast contributed mightily to the desired character with the musty, leathery barnyard notes uh, synonymous with kept ales. Uh, they would also they were also mashed to be uh, under attenuated and sweeter, uh, maybe to get more uh, substrate. I guess that's the right word. Uh, substrate for the uh, for oh to add more acidic bacteria like uh, lactobacillus. That word, yeah, yeah. I got all the science words, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, obviously, back then, refrigerators weren't especially common or existing. Uh, so there were varieties known as old stock strong and stale ales with stale being interpreted as stood uh, and not something undesirable. One of the keys to keeping stock ale was serving it while it still had a uh, delicious depth, but uh, before it started to become sour or acidic, uh, they would often shut down their, uh, their brewing operations uh, from the late spring to the uh, early early fall, to sort of stop the uh, the shield of fermenting beer from the uh, from airborne contaminants during the warmer uh, warmer months. Uh, air brewed at the end of the spring season would be consumed fresh, or it be blended with stock ale to roughen the profile, give it that aged impression. Uh, stock ale that was left over from the brewing season resumed in the fall and was consumed as old ale and uh, completing that sort of cycle, the, the circle of old beer life. <laughs> and they held a cask up above the rock and all the other beers bowed their head. And... <laughs> ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the practice of blending beers was a... Uh, common practice throughout the rise of uh, British brewing in the first half of the 18th century and was pretty important to, to developing porters. So, yeah, it's it's old, but once they finally started figuring out the basic recipe for beer, I think most things were ales until they started doing, you know, lagering. Yeah. So let's get into ales as generalized by the BJCP. The basic categorization for ales. The most general categorization of beer style by yeast type is modern craft brewing phenomenon. American brewers and most other craft brewers call beers ales if they use top fermenting ale yeast and lagers if they use bottom fermenting lager yeast. We've been over this before. Yes, at at length in the lager episode. Uh, most categorization systems will allow for a third classification, often called spontaneously fermented because of the method. However, wild is perhaps a more widely used modern craft beer term for these beers fermented with bacteria or non... Saccharomyces. I'm glad someone knew how to say that one. <laughs> Saccharomyces yeast. I'm guessing I'm... Casey got you in on that one. 
We, said, we it had to bring it up in one of the other episodes, and I was like, ah, uh-huh. note. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I'm just picturing spontaneous fermenting, uh, fermenting beer in the same way of like spontaneous human combustion. Like you just look <laughs> over one day, and it's just like, beer. yeah, no, we're hoping one day that's just going to boom. What the? It's beer. <laughs> that glass of water just spontaneously turned into beer. <laughs> just a I wild just beer, water, and hops in two, three separate containers, and it just became beer. <laughs> The term wild in this context does not imply spontaneous fermentation. Most are directly inoculated with the desired fermentation strains. In Germany and other Old World brewing centers, the terminology most typically used to differentiate beers is to refer to them as top fermenting or bottom fermenting. Germans think of ale as a type of English beer and a lager as a method of conditioning beer. So Germans would typically speak of Kolsch as a top-fermenting lager beer, not an ale. English brewers, particularly when dealing in a historical context, might separate ales from porters and stouts as types of beer. When dealing in even more historical context, they might go even further to describe ale as distinct from beer in that beer was hopped, or more highly hopped, than ale. These historical notes are important for understanding old recipes and writings, but have little relevance today in the common usage of terms describing beer. These guidelines attempt to use the modern craft beer definitions of ale, lager, and wild as the major groupings of beer styles, but will mention how they might be described in local or regional contexts, if possible. So yeah, that's straight from the BJCP, which is how beers are judged. Don't get me wrong. The Germans have made a number of wonderful, delicious styles of beer, but they have a real bug in their bonnet about uh, about rules about <laughs> rules for beer. Yeah, yeah, uh, that whole thing about uh, milk stouts not actually oh, that, being yeah. beer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and you know, I understand it comes from you know centuries of tradition and Reinskabot. Right, um, but I mean, come on, guys, we're here. We're all here to enjoy beer. Uh, we are, but some of us have most of our heritage banked <laughs> on a particular kind. Wow! Well, I just thought it was yeah. interesting on the guidelines that they break it down between ale, lager, and wild. Like I didn't think of wild as a separate thing because you usually hear wild ales. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't know it was the the yeast was just a whole different ball Look, game, really. <laughs> you keep saying wild. I keep thinking of of the upcoming Hearthstone rule changes. I, know. <laughs> I keep hearing wild. I don't know what it, wild has come to mean. Sours to me, because a lot of people. Mm. I mean, I guess they do because they're kind of tart. Yeah, yeah. Wilds are used a lot in sours, but that's whenever I hear wild now, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a sour, and I usually just steer clear. Hmm. Well, uh, so, I'm, I'm forgiving everything at least one shot before I, yeah, before I immediately shun it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Which is what I did with one of those wild ales, and I was like, nope, okay. <laughs> um. So yeah. So, uh, moving on to uh, we and we're providing a link to this one just because. So we didn't we didn't want to have another deal where we go into literally every style that exists in detail. <laughs> but we are going to them. There, there are a few. Yeah. Um. So we do. We are providing the link, and we're just kind of going to run down. But basically, um, according to Beer Advocate, um, which you know this is a great resource generally 
to go find almost any information you need to about beer. Uh, everything boils down to ales versus lagers. Um, and that be- that's because of the yeast. Um, and I also had to double check with Casey on this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've what- got the, uh-huh. I said, we got the, the top fermenting and the bottom fermenting and the, yeah. So, um, aside from the, the fermenting deal, it's also, um, the difference between the ale and the lager again is in addition to the, the fermentation part are, is the temperature. So mm-hmm. ale is done at a higher temperature which is about 60 to 75 degrees and um, also has a quicker fermentation period. And then the ale yeast, because of that, I guess, is able to produce byproducts, which cause a lot of the aromas and flavors like the fruitiness and um, some of the flowery notes as well. <laughs> the the ever elusive for me to define esters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, the, so then the lager is basically just the opposite. It's at colder temperatures, takes longer to um, actually ferment, and um, f- produces fewer byproduct characteristics. So you're not going to have that massive range of flavors like that. So um, I don't know. For some reason, when I think of a lager, I always just go immediately to the Meritzen style, you mm. know, which is not right either, but. <laughs> Um, on the list on Beer Advocate, they separate all the, the beer styles into two columns, basically. Lager styles, ale styles. So it's yeah. um, very helpful in determining this. So, here we go. <laughs> uh, so for ales... Take a deep breath. I know. There are... Do it, do it in one breath. Just inhale and then... Oh, I, I, my mouth's too dry for that right now. <laughs> um, okay, so there are... We're, we're going to go down the broad categories first and then get into... I, I just threw in some examples here of like really specific like things that people would have heard of to be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what that is. So we've got American ales, Belgian and French ales, one category, English ales, Finnish ales, German ales, Irish ales, Russian ales, and Scottish ales. Now under the American category, you have things like IPA, American stout, and barley wines. Very different things. Gen- but people know, you know, there there are actually like tons of things listed under the American ales category that I just yeah. didn't want to get into. It's weird seeing IPA under the American ale since you know India Pale Ale, yeah. India Pale Ale. It was made, but you know, it was it's been around for a long while. But, but yeah, so IPA is actually listed under every single country, right? Because it's just like but, a thing. Yeah, but, yeah, but it makes a bit of sense to me since like America has really embraced the IPA, oh, yeah. especially lately. Oh yeah. Um, I think the biggest variation is the Belgian and French. Yeah, so that's why I tried to list those specifically. That, there was that was actually another um, lengthier list. Uh, some of them I've never I've not even heard of. But so just some of the to show the the gambit here. You have lambics, triples, Belgian dark ales, and saisons, which is the farmhouse ale. You see, like in Lambics, I'm like, man, you are barely a beer. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Like that's you're, the fruitier stuff. Yeah, you're practically cider. Uh, <laughs> and then you have like the triple, which is yeah, it's some it's some, some, some hard, heavy alcohol beer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, then the, even the Belgian dark ales. That's kind of yeah. What's up? Um, so under English ales, you've got the English brown ale, English yeah. bitters. 
and then the uh, the milk slash sweet stouts, which would be kind of like like what what left hand is really. Man, I've been I've been in an, an uh, English ale way the last like day and a half or so. Everything I've picked up without realizing it has been like an English bitter or an English ale. I'm just like, oh, and there's okay. a lot of them about. So, yeah, um, cool. <laughs> uh, Finnish ales. There's this is like literally the only one on the list. It's just Sati. You just, just want an excuse is. to mention Finland? It was on there, Sati. and I'm gonna <laughs> list it. Uh, Sati. Yeah, there's sorry. There's a our band has a, a new song on. Their al- the new album called Sati. That's that's all it is. It's literally just a song about Sati. Um, <laughs> Other cool. hits from this band include tequila and vodka. 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 Let's just say it right. <laughs> and beer, beer. Yeah, and, and bring, bring us, us pints, pints of beer. Of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they have their priorities together. They, they do. do. They really do. Um, okay, German ales. That was another very lengthy list. <laughs> I'm I'm shocked. Shocked, yeah. I say. Um, and most of them we've either had or at least have heard of or tried or something. Like, clearly, like, everybody's at least probably had probably two or three German ales that they're not even aware of. Um, so it's things like the Dunkelweizen, the, I think it's Goza. Is that how you see, do the Goza. E at the end? Go, okay. Uh, Hefeweizen, Kolsch, and Weizenbach. Um. And the, yeah, there's just a ton of the German ales listed. Irish ales, there weren't uh, quite as many. Um, I grabbed a few. You got the Irish red ale and then the Irish dry stout, which I don't think I know what that is. Irish dry stout? A dry stout, specifically? Yeah, no, that's... Um, is that what Guinness is? Um... I don't want to say that and sound wrong, but I was going to say I want to say no. I I guess because it's so specific, I'm like I don't know if that's a thing that I've had. Someone may have snuck something into yeah, the no, show it's notes. Irish, it's an Irish dry stout. Okay, okay. okay. Like I say, someone um, may have just... snuck something into the show folder about maybe we should do an episode on Guinness. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so Guinness, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I, I guess I've never heard of it re- referred to as a dry stout. Well, it, and it like the American stouts are where they start doing a whole lot of like the well, and some of the English ones, like the, the, the milk stouts and the oatmeal stouts. And mm. uh, it's just Guinness is it's a bit drier than some of those, or it was dry for its time, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Russian ales. Literally, the only one listed is I'm going to go with Kvass. Sure, why not? I don't know what that is. Uh, and then Scottish ales. You've got the Scotch ale, which is also the Wee Heavy, literally the name of the style. Uh, Scottish ale, and I did I did want to throw this description in here because I was like, what is the difference between Scottish ale and a Scotch ale? So compared to Scottish ales, Scotch ales are sweeter and fuller bodied and higher in alcohol. They're also with a more pronounced malty caramel and roasted malt flavor. A low tea-like bitterness can be found in many examples. So, and I don't, it says best served in a thistle glass. I don't even know what that is. Which anything from Scotland would be. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> but yeah, so Scotch ales are the sweeter, higher alcoholed, darker colored versus no. a... Or, no. Scottish 
No, it says compared oh. to Scottish ales. So I okay. just put that in the wrong place because I suck. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm looking yeah, in the so, notes wing. It's in the wrong spot. Yeah, that's all me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just thought that was interesting because I, I didn't know there was a distinction. And then finally, there's the Scottish Groot. Is that how you say Groot. that? Gruit. Okay. Gruit. Also known as ancient herbed ale, which is interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that one anywhere. I think I've had it once. It's just been a while. I can't. I don't recall it, but I'm. It's it's, it's a thing I've heard of enough that I'm like pretty sure i've had one i just don't remember what it tastes like i mean it sounds scottish as i'll get out but um but yeah so i just drink it haggis mysteriously appears (laughs) you hear you hear bagpipes for a week um (laughs) but the different styles and yeah so we're not getting into the full to do about it but we will provide the link in the show notes to the beer advocate site and there you can actually click on each individual um like sub style and read all about what's going on with that. And there'll be future episodes about all of these. Yeah. So they were about all of them. (laughs) Well, all the ones that become interesting enough. I doubt we'll do an episode on Russian ales unless there's a sudden boom on Russian ales and the market's (laughs) flooded. I mean, if, if they can find me some, (laughs) yeah, that's the thing. Like some of these are, we're just like that one. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like some of the Belgian and German ones and things like that'll be a lot easier. And again, there's a ton on that American list. Um, well, yeah. so yeah, as compared to the loggers episode, we decided to come up short on this one rather than it go forever and ever and ever. Yeah. One question answered. How long will it be? Not as long as loggers. <laughs> <laughs> Comparison. Uh, Cause I'm pretty sure we could have drugged this one out even longer. Like this, this episode may not have ended. Yeah. So, but we do have some other things going on. I believe that we actually have some feedback. Well then, let's. We got one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, We got a message uh, on the Have a Drink Facebook page, Uh, uh, and we'll, we'll. read through it real quick it was uh from evan i believe we agreed we were going to say at least that part of his name mm-hmm. <laughs> first name basis says uh, hey i have a suggestion suggestion for you guys do another uh tasting episode but this time announce ahead of time which beers you'll be tasting that way the listener can find the same brews or at least the same styles so they can go along with you as you're guided through different attributes of that beer yeah no and i i sort of messaged him back you know like because that that's a good idea and i think it's something where we're we're really positive on trying to do it's just that our, our first one was kind of a blind te- taste test and uh yeah. our local alcohol fairy just sort of popped up with beers in all of our fridges and said all right we're doing this that yeah. one was kind of spur of the moment i was trying to figure out so we, we were looking at that at the feedback and we're like okay so we had the list up but i think i'm thinking like me personally that we probably just didn't announce ahead of like from the last episode to what the next episode was going to be hey, we're doing a tasting, we're doing these styles if you guys want to play along at home. Yeah, so, it, yeah. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to cut you yeah, I just Some like, of them, that's... like, one, well, at least one of them was an aged beer. So even with lots of notice, it would have been difficult to come by. But, it, the, but again, they could have looked for a similar style 
that was also i mean there's so many aged beers out now that it, they could have found something along the same lines at least i guess or they could have at least just had one empty one out of their their sampling if they couldn't have found it but yeah i get the you know i get the idea of wanting to to drink along uh i i'm totally down with that idea. yeah we encourage it mm-hmm. uh we'll try and organize some more tasting episodes that may or may not be blind but we'll actually get the list out ahead of posting the episode so that you all can actually hunt down some of the beers that we're going to be doing. And then if yeah. we, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post it on like social media and stuff. Um, and if it is going to be another blind one, we'll definitely post exactly what the style is expected to be and with, you know, with the number of beers so that you can at least get something similar prepared. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds like a good idea. I guess it's hard to, to think about when it's not a live show, but yeah, if we we will definitely try to give notice next time when we know one's coming up. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's a lot of day of deciding whether or not taste some tastings are going to be part of the show or not because we do a lot of experimentation stuff with Casey because he's a part of a homebrewing club, and. There's a lot of videos he's been taking of us doing tastings of different beers he's been making, doing them with different hops and all the like a different kind of hop. And the experiment's supposed to be like, oh, well, the hop is supposed to be, you know, identical to the hop used in this one. Can you actually tell the difference? And then we do a blind tasting on them and try and figure it out. And usually two or three of us can crack the code. Or, I always suck at it. Or sometimes we're all left looking like idiots. Well, no, last time I actually did well. I was like the only one. Or no, Aaron and I got it right last time. He he pulls off the labels and reveals you've been drinking water this entire time. <laughs> oh, no. What did you have in this? Um, I Yeah, I I would love to do... The th- I guess the problem is like we always want to incorporate so many things in the show as far as <laughs> we want to talk about everything. And so it's just about planning, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we want to take you guys with us. Everything we're doing, uh, we're maybe planning a trip out to Bachfest this weekend. And maybe. I was immediately like, oh, can we, what can we do? Can we record something for the show or whatnot? I'm like, probably not. I mean, it's just going to be a parade with goats and beer and monks. <laughs> Literally. He's not even kidding. Like, it's like, that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah so no. that, that, thank you for the feedback. Uh, again, you know, message or, or tweet or post on the facebook page or however you guys need to do it <laughs> yes and uh yeah go to the website haveadrinkshow.com because we do post it all there with when the episode goes up and i believe it should have been in uh in whatever podcatcher you're using it should have been in the description the uh, the actual drink list that we had i believe in order so that if you read that if you see it's a tasting episode look there and before you listen to it, it should give you the drink list. And you could go out and do your shopping before you listen to the episode. In fairness, I, I kind of forgot that there were show notes when I was like re-listening to the episode. To, <laughs> we yeah. had to get that level and... of self-loathing I needed for the day. Um, <laughs> we had to go back and look through it. <laughs> we, had, we had to verify. We were like, oh, yes. I was like, uh, do, do we put that out there? And then we had to go back and like, oh, yeah, when we put it up on the site, that's where it pulls. It does put that in. Okay, cool. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have the picture, unfortunately, like on a podcatcher, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the thing is, like, yeah, if you're just if you don't plan on doing the uh, the tasting right then, and you're just like listening to the episodes, yeah, you're not gonna think about it. Yeah, I think I think what we've proven here is that when when Casey comes up all excited with beer, that we just need to go. Oh, that's great! Give us like ten minutes. 
we're going to put something out right now of this list of what we've got and we can <laughs> yeah we can move forward from there um but yeah no um there, there are ways I, I feel i feel a couple of these suggestions might work and if there's anyone else has any other ideas or anything you guys can think of let us know yeah all right so what we're drinking drink with me friend all right Brittany. what are you drinking <laughs> not even fair it, it appears <laughs> she's currently drinking a fine kombucha kombucha it's a it's an o uh, organic raw kombucha gingerade because my stomach is still not at a hundred percent i don't sick. i don't have a stomach of steel like uh someone else in this room look yeah. my Cause stomach because is... it's it's not me <laughs> mine's had a lifetime of abuse it, a little food poisoning it just needed a day to acclimate itself to that and it's like all right we need some pizza uh jealous pizza is what's ruined me um <laughs> No, Brittany did send me a, a, a like this kombucha's not doing it, and I was like, "What? I don't even know what that is." And she <laughs> sent me a picture of the bottle. I went, "That can't be good for you." It's got enzymes, probiotics, poly like it's 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 a crazy. All those I'm, things sound horrible for you. It's trying to kill you. It's poison. I'm Pour it down of, the drain right now. Like literally, like the stuff in here is alive. If you think about it, strands uh, of the culture may appear. This is normal. And didn't you oh. say you pulled a big? Strand yeah, there was like out a big thing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a God. thing that happened. Mm. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. I think I think I've gotten food poisoning hearing. <laughs> well, I was just like, well, my stomach is still not great, and I know that ginger is really good for your stomach, and I was like, oh, kombucha, like I'll just you know two birds one stone kind and of deal. And while she was like, I hate ginger, and she could barely sip a Canada Dry. Oh. She's, then she decides, no. I'm just trying to force it down my throat at this point. I need some kombucha, which has like kombucha. straight... Kombucha, it's not a cam. There's no A. Right. Come, cam. <laughs> I'm really weird about pronunciations. I, I'm Man. a jerk. <laughs> Oddly enough, the day before they came down with their food poisoning, I had spent the entire day at work pretty much fairly convinced I'd had bad sushi. <laughs> That's unfortunate. And like to the point where I was like, uh, maybe I'll have some ginger ale and that'll settle my stomach down. And then I had to fight to hold down vomit. <laughs> wow. No. Okay. What? I'm sorry. I've got to cut in here and say this. Cut. It's it's Justin's turn, but we, we're on the topic and it's right there. We all got gypped out of going to Hopcat. We were going to go Sunday and we were going to record a little something for you all from the Hopcat we, because they were doing a big don't... founders brunch. And they were going yeah. to have the 2014 and 2015 Kentucky Breakfast Stouts and all kinds of rare variant versions of other beers that they have. And they were going to have all kinds, well, they were going to have two brunch dishes that were going to be made with their beers. And no, the food poisoning struck. And then Justin actually got better. <laughs> Got better in time, and I was like, uh, okay, so if I had been even, like, half as sick as I was the day before, like, I had told them, I was like, look, if I'm, like, even a little bit sick in the morning, I'm just going to call in sick to work and then have them deal with it. I, you know, I, I put in my time. <laughs> uh, I, I never call out, and I, but I felt fine in the morning, and I was like, crap, I have to go to work. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Guilt. 
guilt is a powerful motivator. Um, <laughs> and so, and I was like, yeah, I can't do it. And then I looked down on the group message and uh, Chris and Brittany are like, yeah, no, we're dying. Um, <laughs> this was then followed by Casey saying, yeah, I may have had too many gin and tonics. So no one got to have anything good. No. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, I was trying to forget forget how how sad I was about that. But sad Charlie Brown music played while I hugged the toilet and thought about the Kentucky breakfast stout that could have been. <laughs> One day you'll get it. Yeah. One day. One day. No, I've got to go down like this week and talk to uh, our local store and figure out what they're doing because. Kentucky Breakfast Stout Week is coming up at the beginning of April. Mark your calendars. That's when it should be on sale. Uh, it's going to be a fight through liquor barns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about what I'm drinking tonight. Today, though, uh, I chose. Uh, the other day, I was standing uh, in my local grocery store buying food, and I walked past the beer section and saw that they had the Sam Adams. What's, what's the pack called for this season? The cabin, cabin pack. pack. The cabin pack, yeah. And I was like, oh, I mean, I've got enough here. I shouldn't, I, I don't need to buy a whole case of beer. I've even got beer in the fridge right now. But what have they got in there? And I look through the list. There's not a one in there. I don't, I just like, oh, those, those are all really good. Okay. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. And then I just threw it in the can. And, yes. And it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm drinking from that uh the samuel adams scottish ale uh, scotch ale or you know the scotch ale slash the wee heavy a wee heavy uh it's about 5.5 percent uh it's it's really nice it's it's a little bit you know it is a little sweet uh the the first drink i have out of it i thought it tasted a little bit of fruitiness on the back end but i i can't i can't confirm that anymore uh but it is it's 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 nice, and I, I think I've had their Scotch Ale before, and so I was like, I'm pretty excited about that. Let's let's just go ahead and grab it. Uh, no, I, I I do highly recommend recommend that one. Uh, I rated it decently high on Untapped. I think it's like a three for me, three of five. Hmm. Well, I am coming in on the other side of the same spectrum, actually. Uh, <laughs> While we were out before we got sick, we made a little trip to Party Source, which is our local store. And if you're familiar with trying to get a hold of Three Floyds, their <laughs> stuff, if you talk to any distributor, well, they will tell you, you don't get to pick. Uh, Three Floyds just sends you something, and you either accept it or send it back. No one sends it back, whatever, because whatever they send, is gonna, it's going to sell. But you have... Zero say in what you get. I love that business model. No, screw you. You get what I give you, and that's it. That's all they can do because they're so small. They have that massive expansion coming where they're like tripling their output, and they're adding like a German canning line, and it's going to be crazy. Like pretty soon you'll be able to get, you know, their specific stuff as you want it. But – I managed to find a six-pack of Three Floyds Robert the Bruce Scottish Ale. Uh, It's got a 6.5% ABV and a rate beer score of 97. And honestly, I just love... The art is amazing. (laughs) It's just this 
nice stylized Robert the Bruce uh, beheading people and killing knights just like all over it. <laughs> it's glorious with an axe. And I it made it follows pretty well. It's a good Scottish ale. Uh, it's pretty dark, but most Scottish ales are going to be. But I would recommend it. I gave it, I believe, a four. I've been giving a lot of things a four recently. I've been just like, oh, that's really good. I'll give it a four. I'm horrible uh, at rating stuff on Untapped. Once they once they added in like the the point two five into their scale, yeah. I became much better at rating it Untapped. <laughs> not maybe not much, but I got to where I, I got the the level of granality that I wanted just to be able to go. It's not quite there, but you're you're getting good. I mean, I know like when stuff's really like I hate it. Sure, I can you know one, <laughs> but I, one or two if if I really don't like something. But when I I'm like okay with something. I never know like what what middle ground to to, re- to rest in. I guess. Yeah, the the, the three to three point five to two point five into that scale get a little bit. Yeah, that's. I'm always just like wishy washy about it. I guess. I can get that. So, uh, so, sweetie, yours is a Scottish ale, not a Scotch ale. Scottish. Okay. Yes. Weird. Okay. Whereas Justin uh, is having a Scotch ale. Right. All right. Uh we have no. a variety, right? <laughs> well, like, given <laughs> that, that 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 was the thing we discussed uh, before we started recording, like when this is bound to happen if we're not actually planning out ahead of time what we're drinking. Because occasionally I'll ask, like, oh, what's someone else? Oh, I'll go grab something else instead uh, to try to give some diversity, but stay within the category. If it, it when I don't plan that, we're we're very likely to hit similar similar beers. <laughs> Technically, you got different things. Technically, uh, but... and they are still in ale land. So really, you're 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 doing fine. Everything's fine. You're doing fine. Yeah. It was completely fine. unplanned, though, which was great. We didn't realize it until we were like, "Well, we need to go get our beers for the show." And then we come back and we're like, "Oh!" And then we start asking ourselves before the show, "Oh, what are you having?" And then we're like, "Oh, well, we're both having." But it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Uh, although that's that's where you remembered the difference in the the wee heavy and the Scottish ale. Uh, I'm always going to call it the wee heavy now because that that's funnier term. It's a for way me. better name, isn't it? Yeah, um, a wee heavy, a wee bit heavy. But speaking of bad accents, <laughs> transition. Oh. Transition. Uh, we have a little announcement. I think we talked about it a bit before, or I slurred it a bit before. Um, <laughs> Hard to tell. No. The week of St. Patrick's Day, uh, I was thinking we could all start trying to play a little game. Those of you that are friends with us on Untapped, there are quite a few of you now. But we could all make a run for the Luck of the Irish badge, at least those of us who don't have it yet. But the badge states that you need to try a couple of beers, five different to be exact, from the land that taught you there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So you need to have five different beers from ireland and we have looked into it and there are if you don't have a lot of variety available in your area there are five different beers available from guinness that you can get pretty much everywhere if if you have to come down to it then i mean that's what you can do i guess uh i'll I'll post my screenshot and just as a reminder like on the show well you can't see it on the podcatcher on the show notes but you can check it on the website of uh the what the badge like the wording for the badge uh, on Untapped, uh, that one's mine that I have in our show in our current show notes that I'm reading off of. I didn't realize I'd already checked in a three. 
Like, this is how long we've been using Untapped, I guess. Um, so mine that it counted were uh, Smittix, Harp, and... Oh, crap. Probably Guinness. I think maybe just regular Guinness. Wasn't it the blonde? Or no, yeah, it was the, it was the Guinness blonde uh, lager. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that week we can all start, you know, our run-up to this, because some of us, like me, uh, have zero beers towards this badge right now. So that week I may start the run-up, but I'm actually... Well, it'll probably be that weekend when we do some kind of push finish to actually get the badge. I'm sure I've got, like, one or one or two. That's what I thought, but then I was like, you know, I really dropped off drinking that stuff before Untapped was a thing. Yeah. I've got two, Smittix and Guinness. Uh, I can can get that. But we can make it fun. I mean, we can make it fun. Like, try and find, see if you can find some out-of-the-ordinary Irish beers around you to get this badge. Let's, like, let's see who can out weird all of us with whatever you can find. What I think you should do is you should try to get like you know, four fairly regular ones. We should try to find one really unique one. Yeah. That'd be the one that be the one you get the check in with to get the badge. That may be all you can find anyway. I mean <laughs> I, they're right. they're not we didn't see um very many at Party Source. And I'm wondering yeah. if we may have to resort to just like a tap somewhere. Um yeah. we may have to think- jog up to Jungle Gyms and see yeah. What they've got at the old international food market. I'm trying to think of... I wish... I wish the only thing... I love the badge thing, because it's a thing I miss about Foursquare, you know? Like, that used to be fun when you it, it was more of a game, really. And I, I, I finally just removed that since it was... Oh, yeah. It, it just, it, it's not even it, the same app. Well, Foursquare no. is, is actually... Um, it, you can't check in on it anymore, but it is actually pretty good for finding restaurants and ratings and stuff. But um, it's it's basically better than Yelp. It's what Yelp used to be. But um, I wish that Untapped had more of an explanation or maybe some examples on their badges. You know, like, you need to do X, Y, and Z to get this badge. Like, okay, well, what does that... For some of them, you're like, well, what does that mean? Like, what what should I be looking for, I guess? That's the only criticism I think I have for Untapped is just... I want we could do more badges and like maybe have more details for the badges, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, it's still like one of the best apps because it's it's pretty helpful. Can't wait for the update. Everyone on oh, I- yeah. iOS yeah. already has it, and we're sitting here on Android going, "Give it to us!" I want to be able to just scan labels instead of having to hunt through the trying to type I'm... in the beers and it taking forever because I don't know how to spell some word. Untapped, going to give it to you. <laughs> it is eventually. But so yeah, uh, that week of St. Patrick's Day, we can all you can play together. I mean, it's a game we can all play long distance because we know. Oh, the yeah. week of St. Patrick's Day, let's start drinking some Irish beers. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that about does it for everything. I believe that wraps us up. Might be our shortest episode yet, besides the intro, <laughs> besides the the beginning episode. Um, you know. It's good every so often to have less, you know, marathon episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. There'll be plenty more of those to come, I'm sure. Also, it will be faster for us to edit and upload so we can, you know, avoid the, the you know, lessen the delay we were already on. Yeah, get it to your ear holes faster. Indeed. All right. All right. Well, um, remember, as we mentioned before, check us out at haveadrinkshow.com. Uh, you can find... 
our untapped profiles there on the hosts page, as well as links for the show to Twitter, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Um, tell us your favorite drink, ask us a question, leave some general feedback, or whatever you want to do at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. There's also the feedback link you can use on the website. And as always, we'd like to thank Alan Robinson for the show of music and Lynn Peralta for the album art. Uh, both wonderful things still. Just I, I can't get over how great both of those things are. Uh, and you can find links to their stuff on the episode pages on the site. Uh, and remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher, and please rate us on iTunes. Uh, it helps, sp- helps spread the word. Uh, tell everyone about it. Start start grabbing pe- random strangers off the street and yelling at them <laughs> about, the, about our podcast. Start yeah. militias. Arm yourself with beer. Hit the streets. <laughs> All right. <sighs> well, check us out in another couple of weeks for the next episode. This one will be on time. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.